This is the wild around us. I'm Jeremy, your personal naturalist. I'm coming to you from the Squam Lakes Natural Science Center, where we advance understanding of ecology by exploring nature. I really want to thank you for joining us on our first episode. Each episode will be exploring amazing adaptations, talking about an animal and how it survives, taking a deep dive on that animal. We'll also be listening in and trying to figure out a nature noise. So let's get started. This first segment I like to call Amazing Adaptations. The first animal that we're going to be talking about in Amazing Adaptation is the ruffed grouse. It's one of my favorite winter animals, that's for sure. So if you have snow outside right now, this is something that you can keep an eye out for as you go on your own adventures. One of the things that they do is they have a behavioral adaptation. So literally something that they do. Ruffed grouse will dive into the snow. Head first, just dive right into the snow. When they're underneath, they'll wiggle around, move their wings, and that will make a little bit of a, a room underneath the snow for them to stay warm. Believe it or not, snow is very insulative meaning it helps keep them warm. So if you can be under the snow, things like mice or voles really survive winter by being under the snow. Ruffed grouse, a bird, will also take advantage of that insulative property and make a room underneath there. They'll even move around a little bit while they're under the snow. They can exit the snow by bursting from that spot and sometimes you can see the entrance point and the exit. And when they burst from that snow, it can be several feet away from the entrance point. So they do move around and make a room underneath there to keep them nice and warm. Ruffed grouse also have one of the best physical adaptations that I can think of. A physical adaptation is just something that they have, right? Think about their their feathers or their beak. But in the wintertime, they actually grow extra scales on their feet. And these scales stick out from their fingers on the sides to make them wide. Can you guess why they might want to have wider toes in the wintertime? If you thought of wearing snowshoes in the winter, that's exactly right. It will make their feet bigger and wider and help them stay up on top of the snow so that they're not crunching through, making it a little bit more easy for them to manage and waste less energy by being up on top of the snow as opposed to crunching through all of the time. The other thing that these scales do is they act as grippers. And those grippers come in pretty handy when you're trying to walk out onto the edge of a skinny, icy, slippery branch to get to the seeds or the fruit that are still there. And if you know what a ruffed grouse looks like, they're not a small bird. They wouldn't be able to balance out there without some extra help. And those grippers, those scales, help them do that. So ruffed grouse, being underneath the snow to stay warm, growing extra scales in the winter to stay up on top of the snow and to help them grip to get to where the food is out on the skinny branches. Those are some pretty helpful ways 
to survive winter, staying warm and getting food. All right, let's move on to our animal exploration. And today we're going to be talking about beavers. And recently, I took a walk to a beaver pond just to check out what was happening, what was different out there since the last time I visited, before the snow fell, before the ice was covering the pond. As I walk, I always take a moment to think about why beavers are so important. Beavers are known as a keystone species. The reason beavers are a keystone species is because they build a pond. They create that from a stream. In that process, they change an area so much that certain animals benefit from being there. That's where the term keystone comes into play because keystone is the center stone in an arch. And if you remove that stone, the arch would collapse. Because beavers change that area so much, that them being there allows a lot of other plants and animals to be there too. That could be a topic on itself. Let's focus on the beaver and how it is able to survive in this wet condition and be active all winter long. As I pass by the dam, I stop for a moment. There's some tracks that go over the dam. And this dam is on a stream, so there's actually a little bit of open water here. And the tracks go from that open water up and over the dam. They're not beaver tracks. In fact, these are otter tracks, and I can tell because there's some bounding and some slides. Beavers don't bound, and it might look like a beaver slides because it does drag its tail along the snow oftentimes. Otters are one of the species that benefit from beavers being in the area. And speaking of beavers' tails that they drag across the snow, they also serve quite a few purposes for that beaver. They're pretty important. Beavers will use it for fat storage, which is especially important during the winter months as food starts to dwindle. That long-term energy that they have stored in that tail can come in handy. Another important way that a beaver uses its tail is to sit back on it and get its teeth up higher on a tree. They almost use their tail as a kickstand. And just like when your dog sits down, its head is higher than when it's standing up, beavers are the same way. And think about how a tree grows, right? It's thicker down at the base. So even if a beaver can get up a little bit higher, they can gnaw that tree down a little bit faster using their strong teeth and get back into the water where they are most comfortable. Standing at the dam here, I'm looking around and I see quite a few trees that the beaver has felled. So the beaver spending just a couple seconds less on each of these trees is pretty important. When a beaver fells a tree, they often use the whole tree. The branches will be used for food. Towards fall, they'll cache some of those branches down in the muck near their lodge, handy for a wintertime snack. 
Speaking of what the beavers are building, they do, they have that food cache for winter. We talked about the dam already. But they're also constructing that lodge. And this is really a key component for them surviving in the winter. Their lodge is so warm that the air hole that comes out the top, because they do need some fresh air, so they construct their lodge so it has air vents. And that air vent coming out melts the snow on top. So as I crossed this dam, went downstream, and I could actually climb right up on top of the lodge, it was strong enough to hold me, but I could see that this lodge was active. And I knew it was active because of all the melted snow that was at the top. So there was at least one beaver inside that lodge. So it's warm inside that lodge. Their food cache they store right outside that lodge for a quick snack in the winter. The fat inside their tail, once that food starts to dwindle, can come in pretty handy just for that extra long-term energy. Beavers are amazing and they have some really great ways that they survive winter, not to mention being a keystone species and being important for other animals to survive and thrive, which maybe that'll be a topic for another time. But until then, if you have a beaver pond near you, go and check it out. Now it's time for Nature Noise. This is a segment where I'm going to play a sound. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you're going to write in your guesses to Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y dot Phillips, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S, at nhnature.org. We'll find out the answer to the nature noise next time in two weeks. So let's listen in to our first nature noise. Again, if you have a guess to what that nature noise was, please write in jeremy.phillips at nhnature.org. I'd also love if you sent me your sounds, if you're able to record them when you're out and about. Send them my way. Maybe we'll even play them on the show. But no matter what you do, make sure you get outside and explore the wild around you. Thanks for joining. See you in two weeks. 